Welcome to War of the Mind podcast with Lauren Johnson, your weekly dose of real-life experience for you, by you, giving listeners the chance to share their story while helping others and giving us all the opportunity to listen or be silent no more, paving the way for War of the Mind to share these life stories of struggles to triumphs, failures to promise. Here, we are all one, and as one, we can overcome life's journey towards finding our purpose. And welcome back. I'm your host, Lauren Johnson, here on War of the Mind. Uh, it's been quite some time since we posted a new episode, but uh, we're back uh, with some updates and uh, kind of going into detail of some other uh, topics in the, that are hitting home. Um, Recently, I was asked to uh, uh, share my story for a commercial that's going to be put on at, I guess, apparently all the gas stations at the pumps, uh, talking about recovery and overdoses. Um, sharing a short story is the start of it, and then from there, I'll be doing some panels and town hall meetings and speaking at hopefully uh, the way it sounds uh, schools and um, law enforcement just just kind of um, update the public on you know where it's at with mental health and addiction. And if you know anybody with mental health and what to do or addiction and if a case arises where you have to use Narcan, there's training for that. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty excited. It's a great opportunity for some exposure and it's what I've kind of been working towards and you know sharing my story we've done that on the show uh you know if those of you that haven't listened to past episodes uh you know worked in law enforcement uh short version of the recovery part and addiction part is other episodes we'll talk about trauma trauma I've experienced and uh, how that's played a key role in my using um, as far as uh, recovery you know uh, I started in law enforcement like I said out of college uh, from there, I'd work, you know, about close to 10 years. 
Uh, yeah, I would end up uh, getting a traumatic brain injury from a car accident. And it was really an eye-opener. Um, took a long time to get healed back to where I thought I felt comfortable, where I was in life. Uh, from there, you know, I would end up uh, drinking. And in uh, 2019, I would get hit head-on by high schooler going to class. You know, this would end up uh, causing another traumatic brain injury, and which I still struggle with today as far as mood, uh, um, anxiety, depression, all that stuff that comes with the mental health of, you know, having a brain injury. And it wasn't until um, the brain injuries when I switched from previously always taking pain meds from all the surgeries I've had from college sports where I wrestled uh, to um, just injuries from the car accident and when I had that second TBI I would end up making the crossover from pain meds to uh, heroin and it wasn't you know too far into it when I started overdosing repeatedly uh, my body just is one of them bodies that just does not like fentanyl. And uh, I've probably, I've overdosed about close to 10 times where I've had to be taken by ambulance to the hospital and revived. I probably overdosed um at home where just a shot of Narcan helped and I didn't need to go to the hospital. I probably did that about 20, 30 times. Um, you know, I have a lot of regret out of the overdoses, you know, the pain it caused. Not only myself, but, you know, but the pain it caused family, the pain it caused a close family, my parents, my wife. Uh, it, it took a toll, and it was pretty traumatic. And, you know, a lot of us still struggle with it today. And that's why I, you know really want to share my story of resilience and why I feel like I fought so hard to stay alive and but then still could go down in turmoil and overdose whether it was on purpose or not and 
there are so many times, you know, I would look at that needle and I would, I would know that it's going to put me down and it was to the point where it didn't phase me one bit. I mean, that's where I was in life and it's hard because people don't understand, like, with addiction comes mental health issues and, you know, I would, uh, I would, um, put off getting my kids back because I never wanted them to see me on heroin and that's something I have to live with but I know it was the right decision because I don't ever want to have them around it or see it and that was probably my biggest struggle, uh, not having the kids and drove my using because I won't lie, when I first got divorced, I didn't want to share the kids. I felt like I deserved to have them all the time. Now, in the real world, 50-50 is, you know, what it should be, and um, you know, I'm on the tail end of a treatment court, and you know, I put up, put the work in, and it's time I get my kids and go get them back, and. It's going to be a battle because I have an ex that thinks she's better than everybody and and she's not. We all should know that. We're, nobody's better than anybody else. Uh, we are created equal. And... Uh, You know, she's she's the one who's going to end up paying longer on uh, when the kids find out why and find out how much dad tried to get back in their lives and I was shut out just for the fact somebody thinks they can bully you and that money will buy everything and that's not the case but uh that's just a little bit update uh you know with that commercial and speaking i've been pretty busy and you know speaking of bullying I just, something came to mind. I was going to talk a little bit about self-confidence uh, and finding your purpose, but I think we're going to deviate from that and 
talk a little bit about uh, bullying and how that doesn't just, yes, it plays a huge role in our kids growing up, but where do you think our kids will learn it from? And uh, so whether we allow our kids to do it, what our kids see, and I'll give you two examples in my life. Never been bullied before, and I never was one to bully other people. I was the, always, you know, friends with kind of everybody, and, you know, never really shut anybody out. But, or thought I was better than I am. I never, that just wasn't who I was. And first example would be how my ex-wife uses my kids as a pawn to get her way. And then instead of, you know, realizing that after the TBI, I had issues with my something that I didn't even ask for. I didn't even cause it, nothing. And for her to use that against me and then tell me, call me names, tell me I'm unfit father, just because I have a disability doesn't mean I don't deserve to see my kids. And just because I had an addiction doesn't mean I don't get to see my kids. There's people out there who have done worse things and they get to see their kids. But because my ex-wife thinks her shit don't stink that she deserves whatever she wants and she thinks she gets everything she wants and for a long time I I was in such a hole that I just kind of took the punches and let her win and you know, I know I see where she gets it from because her parents are the same way when we were married, and they are just nothing but bullies. And you know, my ex-wife, everything's fine with her and I until you cross that line. And she don't get her way. And if she don't get her way, she's going to pull out the punches and the kids are going to be the first ones to be used as a pawn to get her way. And, you know, she'll lie, steal, cheat, say what she wants just to make sure she wins. And I personally, that is... Not how I parent. I think that's totally wrong. I think it's not even fair to the kids. And 
I kind of let her push me around and bully me for a long time. And it's come to the time where I've been clean enough and far enough along. And then she still calls me an unfit father, but yet she needs to realize I'm coming for those kids and I will get them back and be a part of their lives and they'll find out the real truth um, down the road and um, I have plenty of individuals that are probably going to explain to the kids what happened versus me because I'm sure there's going to be some anger there um, but Wish me luck, because I'm going to need it, because it's going to be coming up here soon. And then, next bullying example would be, so I had a office at a certain business in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, and it started out fine, and everything was good, you know, and, uh, I know they don't want their names brought up. I really should bring it up because the public deserves to know. But I'm not going to cross that road. Um, it was an environment, work environment, where I just in, I rented an office space. It was my office space to do the podcast and prep for speaking engagements and work on my business. And uh, there are people in the building that uh, went on and listened to my podcast and, you know, found out I was an addict and stuff like that. So next thing happens I'm getting you know hounded about everything and anything and I'm doing everything wrong and I wasn't even talking to anybody I was keeping to myself being respectful to everybody else and uh to where I'd go there to record and then one of the offices, the lady would pound with her hammer as loud as she could just to make sure so I couldn't record. And in the contract, it had said we could be there 24-7. And, uh, but you couldn't make it your residence, which I have a residence. And uh, there's, you know, probably a handful of times I stayed at the office and worked overnight because that was the only time I was quiet to record and uh, I had the proof to show them everything and met with the owners because they were getting complaints that I was supposedly sleeping at the office and then that turned into office ladies causing drama and 
saying I was a drug dealer and selling drugs out of my office, which is not what was happening. And uh, the owner sat down and met with me and gave me a bullshit story right to my face and sat and told me I wasn't doing anything wrong, sat and told me just, you know, keep doing what you're doing and you got to realize these people are drama and they're going to cause drama and, you know, don't let it get to you. And uh, one day I was downstairs and all of a sudden I heard my name. So I walked over and uh, they were... They said my name again, and uh, so I go around the corner, and here's these two ladies. Uh, one owns a shop in there, and the other one owns, you know, another shop that serves food. And uh, they would end up uh, first lying that they didn't say my name. Then they ended up admitting to it and said that I couldn't be there and uh, I wasn't supposed to have any guests and, you know, which in my contracts that said I could have guests, could be there 24-7. My, you know, I plan to have guests on my podcast. I have meetings there and after that meeting or these people tell me this uh, I get an email from the owner telling me that I can't be there anymore from uh, it was midnight to 6am I can't have any guests and uh, I was baffled by this because I'm like, how can you change my contract in the middle of it? And you kind of affecting my business because my business is based on podcast, my working on my speaking stuff at my office, and etc. And they didn't care, and they were siding with the people causing problems in the building. And so, you know, from that point on, it was tension building. And next door to my office, is a, there was an open office. And uh, it was like a spa um, massage thing. And... The thing is, is like, okay, if you know that two, three individuals are bullying somebody and you tell them you're on their side, why would you put them in an office because they want to start some BS fake? job um, in the office next to mine 
I mean, personally, I would say that's instigating, um, especially when these walls are paper thin and you can hear everything they're saying and they're just mocking everything I would say. And uh, so I walked out of the office and there's one of them standing right in front of my office. And I just said, asked her what she was doing up here. And she didn't really say anything. And I'm like, well, last I checked your office downstairs and she's like, no, I'm up here. Well, pretty much they turned that office into their little break room. And uh, next thing I know, this one lady that works in the food one uh, business comes out and she basically says right to my face uh, that I'm a nobody and nobody really cares. No one cares about my story and just move on. And you're not important. It was the main thing at the end. And you're not important. Nobody cares. And, you know, I took it with a grain of salt. But when the owners didn't have my back and the fact that they moved them in there, and then they wouldn't respond to anything when I would say anything to them. I mean, basically, these women were harassing me because of my background, which is total BS. I think everybody deserves a fair chance, and it'd be different if I was going up and down the halls banging on a drum during the middle of the day when everyone's running their business, but that's not the case. I was keeping myself, working on my stuff, and, you know, it was still tough, though. Like, when they didn't have my back, the owner says, maybe this spot isn't suited for your business. And, uh, You should probably, maybe you should look elsewhere. So I, fine, whatever, you know, I, I don't have to put up with this. And so I moved out of that office. Part of me wishes I wouldn't have because I felt like I let them win. But at the same time, I don't need to put up with that. And it got to the point where it wasn't enjoyable to go to work and work on my podcast and because you felt like you're being watched and people are just waiting to complain about anything you do for even taking a breath so I uh, moved out of there and that was in probably May and that's probably the last podcast I recorded because um one thing I did not prep myself for was any negativity, any negative backlash from either the show, speaking, engagements, stuff like that. You know, I just never 
never thought about it, you know. And that's moving forward, something I've worked on for the last couple months with counselors because it's going to happen again, you know, especially with moving forward with this commercial and uh, speaking engagements and people are going to say stuff and at times you just got to have, you know, turn the cheek and just take it and move on. And uh, it just shows who that individual is and everything's temporary. And so it really, it really hurt for a while. And I'm glad I'm getting back into it. I'm glad I can thank the people that have supported me from counselors to treatment court to my parents. Um, just anybody uh, that's been on my side and knows my story. And, you know, I want to just say to those people at that business, look at where I am now. Because the crap you did, that just showed who you are as an individual. And to pick on, call names, make stuff up, harass, just shows you how what type of person you are and how you treat people. And that just shows that your life is that way. And, you know, maybe you're the one almost unhappy individuals, but I'm not going to let you ruin what I am working towards. And, you know... When you're sitting there staying stagnant, wondering why uh, your businesses aren't going anywhere and mine continues to go up, just take a look in the mirror and realize, you know, maybe you need to change something you're doing in your life and quit bullying people because it's got you know going nowhere. Um, I don't know if any of you could tell, this kind of pissed me off, but... Uh, it is what it is. It's temporary. It's who people are. And, uh, you know, it's something I had to deal with. It's something that taught me a lesson. And I learned from it. We're getting back into this uh, recording stuff. And I just am truly excited to have the opportunity to move forward from that and excited for the future of what we got going on for us. Uh, we still have them long-term goals we got to fulfill. And, you know, that being, don't forget to check out our website, ljvoiceproject.com. And on there you can contact us. 
If you're looking for speakers or you just have questions for the show or want to be on the show. And, uh, yeah, I just want to thank you for all the support out there and thank the listeners. And, you know, it's tough, uh, out there right now, but you just got to stay strong and keep hope alive and realize everything's temporary and just keep fighting the good fight. And don't forget to check out our Twitter, LJ Voice Project, our Facebook, LJ Voice Project, and uh, we're also on Instagram, LJ Voice Project, and LJ Voice Project is the one that produces uh, uh, Show War of the Mind. We're also in the process of starting, continuing the Limitless Journal, but um, going into bow hunting season, I plan on starting a podcast uh, called Grunt, Rattle, and Shoot Podcast. And it's going to be for our fellow deer hunters and bow hunters mainly. And they can come on and share what they got going on out in the woods. And uh, just a way for people to communicate and share tips for other hunters. Um, Just to advocate for stuff going on I advocate for rules and uh, let the fellow deer hunters whitetail deer hunters you know have a voice and then you know we'll have our big buck competition on the show and have guests on hopefully weekly so if you're interested in that go on our website LJ Voice Project Dot com and go down to the contact us section and shoot us an email if you want to be a guest on the show. Uh, I recently went out and threw my trail cams up and just got a new tree stand, so I got to take that down in the woods and put that up before bow season. So, um. Yeah, it was a great show. I want to thank the listeners. And like I said, keep hope alive and keep fighting the good fight. I'm your host, Lauren Johnson, and we'll see you on the next episode. And I want to thank you all for listening to the show today. Uh, I appreciate all the views and... um, Just go ahead and don't forget to share with your friends and family. And and don't forget to like us on Facebook, The Voice Project. And we're also on Twitter, at LJ Voice Project. And we also check out our email. Um, Our website is ljvoiceproject.com. Email is contactus at ljvoiceproject.com. Or we also have... Lauren, L-O-R-E-N, Johnson, at ljvoiceproject.com. Yeah, we're also also on Instagram, all of those. I mean, just 
write us on um, on our webpage, and we can easily get back to you. Um, you know, just leave us a phone number, our WhatsApp uh, phone numbers on there as well. So feel free to contact us. We're always available and free to answer. So I really hope to hear from you soon.